I know that there is a game. So we better not take too long. No, I, I, I just want to want to bless our relationships, bless our oneness. I think oneness is something that we we heard a lot, right? And we heard we talked a lot about the kingdom being a relationship. And a couple weeks ago, I ran out of Malachi, and I'm going to read that again, just uh, to keep it, you know, the way it is in the Bible, not me quoting it. It says, Malachi 3.16, Then those who fear the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and those who esteem his name. You know, like I said, you know, they either were not talking to each other or somehow the way that they were talking was not good. Right? And I heard that podcast that you, you sent uh, and it was really good because it's talking about how to entrust ourselves in relationships. You know, especially when you have been hurt. You know, and, and we all have been hurt. You know, but on the other hand, we also need relationships for our healing. We are not complete without relationships. You know, and then it's like almost like you know, if you're burnt and somebody touches you, it hurts and you, you tend to react, right? And, and I think that a lot of times we, we, we know that and realize that and we, we, we see how a lot of times people hurt each other in relationships because they have been hurt. You know, in all these classes that I've been thinking, I think it's like, I'm thanking the Lord, even though sometimes I, I want to quit. But I'm thanking the Lord because it's like He's using that, like in, you know, like the probe series, the search me, oh God, and then you realize how deep we we are, you know, our emotions. We are spirit, soul, and body, you know, and and a lot of times we tend to try to cover things up and and, and not deal with it. But then we, we see that that is like a, a gap in the relationship. You know, it's, like, it's interesting because the word, and I, you, know, you guys heard me saying this already, but it just keeps unfolding to me that the word to equip the saints in, in Ephesians 4, or you could say prepare the saints, you know, the, the function of the ministry is to help each member of the body to find what their gifts are. Because in, in reality, it's not the ministries that will do the work, it's everybody doing the work. 
You know, but the word to equip the saints is also used when uh, the disciples, Jesus was walking by, and he, they were mending the nets. So the, the equipping of the saints is, almost, is also mending, putting back together. You know, like I said, it's like putting a bone back in place, setting a bone in place. And, and we come here because we need to be put back together in place. We need to find each one of us, find or, or get. You know, each one of us is like one of those joints that supply for the growth and the maturity and the healing of the body. And I, I want to read, you know, because we... I also love Brandon Manning. And I, I read this book a while back and and uh, and I went back and just looking over and I found two quotes. One is uh, it's called uh, A Glimpse of Jesus by Brandon Manning. He says, Jesus perceived that the only way to help people experience life as gracious gifts, the only way to help them prize themselves as grace and treasure was to treat them as treasure and be gracious to them. I can be anointed, prayed over, sermonized to, dialogue with Exposed to God's unconditional love in goods, tracts, and things. But this marvelous revelation will fall on ears that do not hear and eyes that do not see, unless some other human being refresh the weariness of my defeated days. Very prevenient grace. We humans simply, we humans simply will not accept our life and being as great God's gracious gift unless someone values us. We can only sense ourselves and our world valued and cherished by God when we feel valued and cherished by others. Isn't that true? You know, like we were talking about, you know, the, the, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Words, the first four is your relationship with God. The last six is all about how we relate to our neighbor. And then Christ came and simplified that in one commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. And that, to me, that, that is still what God is looking for. Because He loves each one of us so much, so deeply, that when I... don't respect that person, and honor that person, I am doing it unto Him. You know, when you, you do that to the least of this, you did it to me. Right? 
So that's why our relationships are so important and that's how we need to ask the Lord for the awe, awesomeness, the sense of awe when we come together, when we, we talk, when we relate. Another quote from the same book. Every Christian who walks in the way of integrity and fidelity to the dream is another Christ. If you're walking with God, if you're believing this dream of a walk with God, you are another Christ. No human beings are, by virtue of office or state in life, holier or more sacred in their persons or closer to God than others. In whatever sense we may now make of priesthood in the Christian community, we may never again think of priests and ministers as other Christ, in a sense in which all Christian people cannot be called other Christ. Nor can we see them as standing between God and others, mediators between God and humanity. One is the mediator, Jesus, and through him all have immediate access to God. Neither cult or creed, neither code nor institution can ever again be allowed to rob people of the conviction conveyed in the mission of Jesus that God is Father to all, present to all in the gift of life and world which he gives to all without distinction and accessible to all through the lives that they live in the world they know. That picture of Lazarus, you know, of us coming together and, and you know, Jesus delaying in John chapter 11, you know, almost seemed like everybody's it's too late. And then he said, remove this stone. And then they're going to say, but it's going to be stinking. You know, if you, if you have been a, around a carcass, you know, it doesn't take long for it to start stinking. You know, and everybody was like, this is not going to work, this is not going to work. But he knew what he was doing. And, and, and in the end, he received the glory. Everybody saw that it was, he was dead. <laughs> it, was, it had been too late. You know, but that's the way that he wanted to do. You know, but he also depended on those around to unwrap Lazarus. And I think that God, he wants to do, he wants to bring things to life, but he wants us to participate with him. He wants us to be able to dig the, the gifts, the treasure in the hidden, hidden in the fields. You know, and he wants us to 
give ourselves to learn how to be this place like Malachi, then they're going to talk to each other because they hear the Lord, they're going to relate. Because they hear the Lord, they're going to relate. They're going to learn how to relate and how to communicate. So I, I want to bless our communication. You know, I want to bless our, our the lines, the webs, or if you mean the, the net, that we are able to experience this mending of the net, the mending of our relationships, the mending of, of our communication. And it's not necessarily easy. You know, I, I was listening to that podcast by Jeremiah Bloomberg, and there's no way for us to grow without trust in, in our relationship. You know, but the only way to have, actually, that's what, the end of the, the thing. Like, you, you know that you're going to get hurt again. You know that people are people. You know, but the, the one way to put your trust in that relationship again is bringing the Lord into it. It's making Him the center. It's never a relationship only between you and the next person. It's always a, a relationship between you and the Lord is that person. And He is the center. You know, and when we, we make Him the center, then we're going to love one another, and we're, we're going to respect one another, and we're going to learn how to have clean hands, right? To touch one another. That's how you wash your hands before the blessing, right? You wash your hands because you don't want to... What you, you brought in from your daily experience to defile what you're touching. So Lord, give us the, 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 your love. That has been our prayer. Lord, do not let us be, become hardened in our hearts. That we, we just don't trust anything, even you, anymore. But renew, like David said, you know, renew that willing spirit. Renew that broken heart. Renewing in each one of us an atmosphere, Lord. And, and it has been for me a process that, you know, we shared before when we had that meeting with the, the Anglicans. You know, and we, they asked, and, tell us about you. And we, we started sharing. And, you know, and from since then, it has been like the words of, okay, let let it come out. Let, let's ex continue to deal with everything. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to cover it up. You, you, for you to actually experience healing, you have to let out. You have to be able to, you know, anybody sick in James it says, anybody sick? Confess. Confess one another. You know, and there's a, a, a way that, that I think that we, the Lord is bringing us to a place where in our relationships, in our conversations, there is going to be an ability of confessing and, and experience what Manning is saying here. You know, we can only sense ourselves in our world value and cherished, cherished by God when we feel valued and cherished by others. 
you know, I, so that, that's what I, I had to say this morning. I bless this for us, bless the rest of our day, you know, and bless our, our communication. You know, uh, uh, is this good? Yes. I'm glad this. Lord, I'm asking the Lord for each one of you <laughs> and each one of us, you know, all of us, even though that we are not here. I don't know if you read this thing that there was a, an article in Shiloh on Facebook talking about Shiloh. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty, uh, I can look at all the pictures and but I, we can find that article. But what is interesting in the end is like it's pretty, you know, talking about all the negative stuff. <laughs> you know, but at the end it says, but the relationships are irreplaceable. You know, and, and to me that's the truth, you know, because of the relationships are what really matter. You know, what, I, I never think about the places, the properties, or, you know, the buildings, or the farm, but I think about the relationship. You know, and I think about the, the people. You know, and, and there was, you know, I, I think that, that that's the way that God is looking at it. God's going, I don't care about the temple. <laughs> you know, the temple in Jerusalem, I let it be destroyed twice. But I care about how people relate each other. I care how people love one another. How people they take care of the widows and the orphans and you know and the poor, the stranger, the sojourner, the alien. You know, and that's always how the guy was like, I'm watching not how you, you bring your sacrifices to the temple. I'm, I'm not watching how much money you're putting in the offering. You know, but I'm watching how you're relating. I'm watching how you're loving one another. And Lord, we bless that for us. You know, one of the, the stories that I love, that John used to tell, and, and, and I just looked it up, and like in several messages, the same story, of this captain that told this guy in the boat, the captain had to go do something else, and just follow that star. And then later the captain came and the guy said, just give me another star to follow. I lost that one. <laughs> you know, and then I'm, I'm going like, I don't need another star to follow. You know, I'm going to, our star to follow, he is our star, is the Lord. And what he wants us to do as a group of people. We bless that for us.